Make sure to get up on that thing. Alrighty. So, um, this is another Coco-less episode, but that's okay. We have a special guest today. Can you guess who it is? Try, try to guess. Take five seconds. Audience, guess. Use your, use your noodles. It's Babu. Oh, uh, okay. It's Boo. <laughs> hey. I'm here. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, this is an exciting day. We have Jim's Boo here present with us. Help stand in for Coco. Uh, more scheduling problems because that's just who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, just so audiences get to know you a little bit more, what, if any, because we were going to talk about it a moment ago, what kind of connection do you have to monsters or cryptids, if you know any at all? Well, I've always been an avid reader, so I've I've uh, read a lot of I don't know Greek mythology, Celtic mythology, uh, things like that. Um, always been a fantasy fan, um, among horror and sci-fi, and um, get a lot of monsters and cryptids and aliens and stuff through there. Nice. Yeah, you were also the one that uh, introduced us to the wood booger. Oh yes, and that is a gym that I think we'll never, uh, never, never um, be upset about. The wood booger is a beautiful uh, American cryptid. Yeah, Yeah. very much so. Yeah, I. um, It feels very Appalachia to me, like just like growing up in the country, like the the kind of uh, language and words that we like to use. Like wood booger, for instance, it just felt, yeah, it feels right, like home. Yeah, it felt like the right kind of balance of things. Um, but yeah, I did really enjoy that one. I think that's kind of a gem of our collection thus far. But yeah, how how did you get bamboozled into uh, coming on today? <laughs> well, Jim uh, just kind of asked me, and uh, I said, okay. I'll do it. <laughs> it was that simple. He was not voluntold. <laughs> yeah, okay. I wasn't voluntold. I, yeah, just That's said good. okay. Yeah, I, I like. We all like consent here. Yeah, <laughs> safe, sane, consensual. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever done any uh, acting or live reading? Absolutely not. Oh, well, get ready. <laughs> you, you, you live read to me, okay, on occasion. I do live read to you sometimes on occasion. Oh, I know it's y'all. very sweet. Yeah, we've read some. Gems of books. Oh gosh! Yes, we could go into that. <laughs> what? What? What books? Go ahead. Just let get it out. Okay, get it out so of your system for everyone else I, to hear. I have a friend, and he recommended a book because I I tend to read one horror book around Halloween every year, mm-hmm. and he recommended this book, and I was like, cool, I'll give it a shot, and decided to read it to Jem here, and um, it was awful. I hate, we hated it. It was boring. It was. It was so bad. I don't even want to say the title uh, because okay. some people like it. Um, it gets really good reviews. We called it Milton. Yeah, just Milton. Okay. Okay. Maybe it's good that we leave it at that. Yeah. He Y'all? threw the book across the room at one oh. point. It, it was. Yeah, it was an infuri- infuriating read. <laughs> huh. It was not scary. I will. Uh, I will mm, say that. Not, not at all. Well, I know you have strong feelings about Halloween. Did it ruin your Halloween season? <laughs> no, no. It, but but the book did carry over into uh, Christmas. Oh. Uh, it took a long time to read it just because oh. it was such a slog uh, mm. to get through. And, yeah. and I also kept falling asleep in it. And then 
he would be like, hey, what do you remember? And I'd be like, uh, and he'd be like, fuck. And he'd have to like go so far back and keep reading this awful fucking book for me. I basically read it four times uh, by oh going God. back oh chapter by chapter. I, I mean, as someone who's like distractible as fuck, like, I also struggle to like read and have to reread things to really like soak it in, which, you know, it's like the ADHD, like, you know, story. It's just like, oh God, like, why can't I just like, you know, when I read a book, I get like the overall themes. I remember that, but like the details and things like I have a hard time retaining that. It sucks. I hate it. The gritty details. It sounds like this book wasn't worth retaining. So not, not in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, do y'all wanna wanna go ahead and get in some monsters? Yeah, you gonna are you gonna introduce us? Hell yeah, I am. You know it, baby. <laughs> Alrighty, Sue, welcome to Love at First Sighting, sex positive, kink friendly, and thirsty conversations about the monsters and cryptids that traverse our backyards and our imaginations. I'm Joyce. My pronouns are she/they, and I'll be your resident cryptid researcher, bringing the monster book report. Joining me is Jim. Hey, I'm Jim. I'm they, them, and I brought today some monster erotica. Woot. Also joining us is Jim's boo. Yeah, me, boo. It's okay. You don't have to have a catchphrase. We do this every week or so. Every other week. Yeah, I don't have a catchphrase. That's okay. uh, I'm okay. Good. Let's do this. Checking in. How are you? I'm pretty good. Good. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I think this is good. Like, you know... This might be up your alley. We'll see. You know, it has a lot of, like, German roots. Um, but, yeah, today we are talking about the doppelganger. Um, before we get on with the show, content warning time, uh, mentions of child loss in various forms, death, loss of loved ones, gun violence, murder. If any of that's upsetting, you know, wait till next time. Sounds typical of uh, German fairy tales. Fair enough. Yeah. Very dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, cryptid stuff isn't always fun and peaches and cream and shit, but... It's not always dildos and, you know... <laughs> no. no, it's not all orgasms and the uh, O-face. Okay, so that's out of the way. I'm sure the majority of you listening are familiar with the word doppelganger and its general meaning, but do you know the deeper history about these entities? Because if not, take a seat. We got you. Uh, the word doppelganger is a loan word from the German language. It is basically the... Sp- same spelling and whatnot in English, but we did away with the umlau over the a. Uh, the word is a compound noun formed by combining the two nouns doppel, meaning double, and ganga, or ganger. Uh, I don't speak German, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning walker or goer. So essentially the translation is double walker or double goer. In stories and religions, the doppelganger is usually a ghostly or paranormal entity, oftentimes seen as a harbinger of bad luck. They are said to cast no shadow nor have a reflection and often referred to as like an evil twin. Essentially, a doppelganger is an unrelated lookalike of a, uh, or a double of a living person, sometimes corporeal, sometimes not. That's up for debate. Depends on who you're talking to, the source. Uh... It's, it seems almost vampiric with the like the no shadow and the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's actually really interesting you bring that up. Um, because one story does kind of talk about how it kind of sucks the person's energy a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Psychic vampires. <laughs> yeah, no, it, well, That's cool. yeah, we'll get to that. I, um, 
Yeah, it is actually like really psychically yeah. like draining for one individual. It's a pretty well known story. Uh, but yeah, some sources state that if you see the doppelganger three times, your death is in, around the corner. So be careful. Is that your own doppelganger or someone else's doppelganger? Hmm. Uh, usually your own. Oh, okay. 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 Um, uh, interesting point. I was rewatching some of the the video resources last night. They talked about how like sometimes like people don't actually see their own doppelganger, but everyone else around them does, which is, I think, even creepier than seeing your own doppelganger. Maybe. I don't know. I really need to think about that. I just kind of spoke without thinking, but that's also creepy as fuck to me. So, yeah. I um, (laughs) Funny story. I met my doppelganger at my therapist's office not too long ago. I mean, it's been a while now. Um, They even had, like, a really similar-sounding last name to me. And I accidentally walked in when they, like, called the name. And I sat down with a person who was like, I I don't know who you are. Is this a new (laughs) thing? And they were like, oh, are you so-and-so? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, no. And, uh, you know, obviously you can't tell by looking at a person. But I think they were also trans-feminine. So I was like, that's fucking bananas. Yeah. Um, We'll also get into the sciences of faces. I I learned a lot doing the research this time. Like, it's not just all monsters and wieners. <laughs> you know, I learned, like, the science of, like, face recognition and stuff. So, it was really fun. Monsters and wieners is just icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. Maybe that could be a shirt. <laughs> we have a going list. Yeah. All righty. So, um, anywho, Catherine Crow was often credited with bringing the word doppelganger to the wider audiences with her book, The Night Side of Nature, in... 1848. Of course, the concept of alter egos and doubles has appeared in countless cultures throughout history far earlier than that. In Ireland, they have the Fetch. In Norse stories, they have the Vardogur. Um, don't know if that's pronounced correctly. Um, it's something like that. I did look it up. I did do my homework this time. <laughs> um, but that is basically like a ghostly double who is seen performing the person's actions in advance. I've heard of that one. I've heard of that one where like people will be like, oh, they're on their way to visit their family and the Mm -hmm. family will see them like 45 minutes before they actually Mm -hmm. get there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a wild time. Um, in early Egyptian religion, they, the, have the Ka, which is a tangible spirit double having the same memories and feelings as their counterparts. And there's the first comer from Finland in the Anku from Cornish stories. I think it's the first comer. That, oh, okay. I've, that I've heard of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of similarities with a lot of... What? First comer. <laughs> yeah. My boo just looked at me and gave me a look like... Yeah, yeah you're you're allowed just... to like laugh and interrupt and like give looks. It We're... hit me. I was like, oh. Eyebrows. Yeah. I know. Maybe, maybe we'll do a episode on the first comer. I don't know. Would that be like too cheap, too easy? <laughs> All the jokes. There's never anything too cheap or too easy. Fair enough. We don't judge. That's right. Alrighty. So yeah. Um so yeah, there's there's countless like kind of like all different cultures have this kind of concept, which was really interesting to read about, and I'd like to do probably more episodes on them in the future. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Are y'all ready for some encounters? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. This will be, contrary to uh, our public trussels one, there's lots of encounters. So get ready. There's some pretty famous people on this list. Uh, the first one is uh, the husband of famous Gothic author Mary Shelley, supposedly recounted to his wife before his death that he had seen his own doppelganger. 
It was a week after Mary's near fatal miscarriage when in the early hours of June 23rd, her husband... Why didn't I put the year? <laughs> anyway, her husband had had a nightmare about the house collapsing in a flood. He shared with her the story the next morning and many visions he had been having lately, including having a brief interaction with his double in the garden. Of course, he was not the only person to see the doppelganger, as visitors to his home also saw him. Hmm. His his double, that is. Um, more famously is, did y'all know that Abraham Lincoln encountered his doppelganger? Oh, That's shit. wild, because that dude was... Interesting looking, to say the least. So that's a that's a look for someone yeah, else to have. Yeah, I um before I go into his story, I actually recently saw a um kind of like a PBS thing on YouTube. They talked about how like with Abraham Lincoln, it was kind of like the first time they did like political campaigning because it was around the time that like the first cameras were coming about. And, like, they talked about the staging and the symbolism of, like, his, like, pose. And, like, he had, like, a book. And because, like, you know, as you said, ever so eloquently, <laughs> he was an interesting-looking individual. And so they were worried that, like, his uh, visage would uh, dissuade people from voting for him. So, like, they did this, like, campaign to make him more visually appealing, um, along with, like, other stuff, like his speeches and, like, stuff he did. Yeah. Because, uh, like, looking at him, people were full of judgment. But, like, he was supposedly a smart man. I don't know. He's got images of, like, Percy Shelley in his garden. And he just <laughs> run, He just turns a corner and he sees himself. <laughs> it's happening. Happening. I don't know. But, yeah, so, um, from what I read, it was, like, shortly after he got elected to his first term in office, he happened to look in a mirror, and instead of one face, he saw two staring back at him. Uh, but the other face was deathly pale. His wife took it as an omen that he would elect, be elected for a second term, but something bad would happen to him before it ended. Which now his wife, who was his cousin, correct? Uh, I don't know. I'll I'll take your word for it. Is it more creepy that he saw his doppelganger in a mirror? Yeah. What well, was it behind him? <laughs> That's a. It, I, I would guess so, because like he's looking into the mirror, yeah. and so like he has like the two kind of images looking back at him. Yeah, I, they didn't really give the details in my research. I can double Creepy. check later on, but um, yeah, his wife was like super like uh, into superstition. I did and, read this. Yes, yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. I like that too. I don't know if it was like to the point of like being into the occult. I don't know about that, but just yeah. like super super like into superstition. I think too in that kind of time period there was it was more commonplace to be so superstitious. I mean yeah. each generation has their like, you know, niches and people that are into it. Um us included, I guess, in some way or another. Um but yeah, I did read that. Um but yeah, for any listeners that don't know, Lincoln was assassinated before his second term was up, so um also historic it's okay um audience i have the the squeakiest ass chairs alive so you know you just might hear a little creak i think it was it was was aptly timed though you know creepy time story oh yeah yeah wait no this one's coming out in september right yes okay we really do need to like plan our halloween episode i have some ideas maybe after recording we can talk about it okay because uh i recently saw a um 
video about the lesbian vampire genre, and I'm just like, yeah, mm. mm-hmm. Halloween, mm-hmm. Halloween spooky. Yeah, get get it in some literary shit, but we'll get into it. <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> so, um, historic horny ruler Catherine the Great. Do you all know about this, by the way? Catherine the Great was like this said to be real horny. Lies. This is propaganda. Oh, okay. Absolute Ooh. fucking propaganda. I did a report on Catherine the Great in uh, senior year social studies, and uh, just the lies and the misogyny. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, because like, I know there are some stuff that Catherine was um, accused of or whatever that is like straight-up bullshit, and there's some stuff I think is a little bit more debatable. Yeah. I mean, I ain't going to judge someone because they're horny. No, obviously. no, that's fine. That's fine. But like the bestiality thing, I oh, do not believe yeah. that one no, no, at no. all. No, yeah, that that's the thing that she is commonly accused of is just being into... What's the accusation? No, that she's just into it in general? No, that like she had a a, a horse, a pet, I don't know, it was a pet horse oh, or whatever right. that like Yeah. Yeah, she I had she had a that. very close relationship mm. with, I will say. But that's fucking lies. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> getting real getting yeah. real worked up. Yeah. No, I um um I wasn't thinking so much of that, but yes, I did read that, and I was just like, mm, and I, yeah. Um, but yeah, supposedly she was horny in other ways, too, that weren't as um, problematic. Um, but yes, yeah, supposedly she um, saw her doppelganger shortly before her own death. As I said, like, you see your doppelganger kind of like when you're on death's door, usually. Hmm. Um, Are you saying that because you've seen your doppelganger? No, I was trying to think of a time that I have seen my doppelganger, but I've I don't think no. I ever have. Only others have seen mine. Yeah. Mm. No, th- others have seen mine apparently, but I've never seen mine my own, so. That's interesting. Yeah. I Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen other folks that look like you all. I don't think so. I'm not like going out and looking yeah. for it, but like, <laughs> you know. Now you will. Maybe I will. So yeah, um so a pretty dang, this is the one I was kind of talking about earlier, a really like wild, noteworthy story uh, started in 1845 when a schoolhouse in Levita, Levita, I didn't look that one up, damn it, started experiencing some weird activity. A newly employed teacher by the name of Emily Saget came from France to work in an all-girls school in Levita. Uh, students loved their new teacher, though the school board was concerned by her work history as she had been employed at 19 schools in 16 years. That's bananas. I remember the story. I remember the it's story. Very good. It's good. Yeah, so you'll find out why. Uh, the first incident involved a class of 13 students with Emily writing some lessons on the chalkboard, and her back was like to the class. Suddenly, another Emily appeared out of nowhere, mimicking her movements. From what I found, Emily did not notice the entity at all, but all of her students sure did. Students would remark that the apparition acted much like a mirror would, paying little to no attention to the class or the surroundings. Um, The second time her double showed up was during a lunch period at the school, with the shadow of Emily mirroring her physical counterpart as they ate. Eventually, their occurrences increased, and Emily's double started moving independently of her. How old are these children where they're not just noping out? As, as soon as they see this apparition. <laughs> um, I think, if I remember correctly, they, it was like 
middle schoolish age. Okay. So like okay. enough that they like had the words to communicate Sorry. what was happening and like you know causing a, a, a stir with the parents yeah. and schools boards and principals and shit. Uh, but not like five-year-olds. They were older than that. From what I remember in my research. Um, I feel like middle school me would nope out. I'd be like, nope, I am not doing I mean, yeah, definitely. Those, like, yeah. I would, <laughs> no, I would be like, bounce, get me out of here. But, like, I, I worry, like, where, where that lands you, I guess. Like, if you're like, ah. <laughs> Well, but when was this too? This was a long time ago, wasn't it? This uh, started in 1845, so yeah. So here, here's my thing. Like, maybe these kids don't have the frame of reference that we have for scary yeah. things. You know? Like, I, I don't yeah, know. They don't have but horror movies. They don't have horror anything. movies to, like, be like, that's a ghost, you know? and like. But I almost think it's worse that they don't have a frame of reference. Like, this this entity or whatever appears out of nowhere poof like what the fuck you know like yeah but maybe they don't know to be scared is what i'm saying i don't know i think some things are just mm. natural <laughs> yeah it'd be pretty unsettling i feel like but yeah i don't know they didn't know about it sounds like they just went home and told their parents about it yeah <laughs> yeah um so yeah it started moving kind of independently of her um one day, Emily asked a fellow teacher to watch her class, and as um, as she needed to go attend to some students out in the garden. Not too long after that, Emily, or what everyone thought was Emily, uh, walked back into the classroom and relieved the teacher. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary until students noticed that Emily was still outside in the garden. The entity just sat in silence, watching the students. Some students attempted to touch the ghost... Uh, but their hands met with a strange resistance, with the air around the figure becoming almost as thick as fabric, is what someone was quoted oh, saying. Shit. Yeah. As a result of all the frequent appearances of her double, Emily was eventually asked to leave her position at the school. Uh, sadly, Emily was cited saying she never saw her double, but remembers feeling tired and drained at the points others witnessed it. So the energy vampire yeah. thing. Like, so it, it seemed to like. I would imagine there's also a mental emotional toll too to keep getting fired from your job because you have a ghost that follows you, but also That's I would interesting. Yeah, it's I have time. a theory on this. Oh hit me with it. My theory is that Emily had um such how do I put this? She had an ability to create a specter of herself. So when she's outside um, with the kids, she's thinking about, okay, well, mm. once I'm done with this, I need to go back in and like take care of the kids in the classroom. And this mental energy that she creates, like a tulpa, mm. she creates basically a tulpa of, her, tulpa of herself mm-hmm. where she, you know, whatever she's thinking about, oh, this is what I need to do. Like mm-hmm. it manifests. It's not evil or whatever. It's just her, her um, you know, her own psychical energy creating yeah. a version of herself that is doing the things that she's in her mind is planning on. She's got to do, you know? So maybe that's why like, you know, maybe when she first got started, all she could think about was what she was doing at the time. Cause it was mm-hmm. a new job. Right. Mm-hmm. But as she got more used to the job, more comfortable, she could, as she was doing something else, think about like, Oh, well, this is what I need to do next, blah, blah, blah. And that's why it was starting to become more independent of what she was actually doing. Yeah, I I think that's kind of interesting theory because like I am someone that like goes back and forth on my belief of ghost 
um, you know, as an atheist, it's kind of weird for me to be like, what are ghosts then? But like, my thought was like, there is the, the energy theory, basically what you're saying is like, people are projecting or their like energy is like left over after they like pass or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I don't have that ability because God almighty, <laughs> I would, I would have a double all over the all damn place. Cause I'm constantly all thinking of all the shit yeah. I'm supposed to be doing or need to do. It actually reminds me of a, a story that runs in my family about my grandmother's house. Um, I think I had a, I think it was an uncle that showed up at my grandmother's house and it was talking to her, could see her down the hallway in the bedroom. And, and she was kind of rummaging through her closet and kind of the angle that you could see, he could just see that her white hair from behind. And he said, he like turned around and I guess he walked back and then my grandmother was walking from like the other direction in the house. Shit. And they always just associated that with a, you know, the house was haunted, which I'm like you, Joyce. I don't, I don't know. I don't subscribe to uh, ghosts necessarily, but no, I do believe people you're, experience Your haunted house husband. Yeah. yeah, yeah Go I'm, ahead and just admit yeah, it. Yeah. It's I like, am. oh, it's blood's <laughs> dripping from the walls. Oh, it's the pipes. It's just the I got, pipes. I get it's thrown across the room. Oh, it's gusty outside. Like, it's the wind. Yeah. What's I got a fucking those? ghost baby hanging off my nip. No. Oh, it's just, <laughs> oh, it's the house settling. It's old house. Yeah. Well, like, okay. They settle. Uh, okay, so like similar, uh, similarly, ooh, words are hard for me sometimes. Um, I've had ghost experiences personally, but it's it's weird because it's just like okay, these weird things happen to me that I can't explain, like hearing voices and shit. As far as I know, I don't have uh, you know mental health issues that would cause that because that's one time incident, you know. Um, so, but yeah, it's like. What, what is happening then? What happened? I don't know. Like you know, it. I haven't been able to really explain it with anything. Like, um, but yeah, it it, it just it's weird to like be in that space. Like I don't believe in afterlife. I don't believe in sp- spirits. Like you know, in the traditional like you ascend to heaven kind of vibe. Yeah. But like, what what is it then? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a different thing. Doppelganger. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Um, doppelgangers. It's it's a creepy concept. It is. It is very creepy, especially like if I was in school and my teacher was just projecting um, a specter of themselves. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm noping out. <laughs> I'm noping out. That's fair. Um, you know, obviously the concept of doppelgangers, as we've been kind of saying, has been used again and again and again throughout literature and popular. Um, literature, culture, but also popular media, uh, you know, they always say it's kind of explore the duality of human nature or whatever. Uh, the idea of shadow selves and stuff like that. Um, if you've ever watched any cartoon, I guarantee there's at least one evil twin episode where someone has like a a goatee or like a <laughs> twistable mustache <laughs> twirling like, <laughs> you know, like it, it is such a like trope. Like I think you are legally obligated if you do a cartoon series you have to have at least one evil twin right it's like mario and wario yeah exactly or luigi and waluigi you know yeah just uh shoot (laughs) (laughs) um 
Something else I found that was kind of interesting, there was a trend for a while on social media of people finding their quote-unquote twin stranger online. There's even like these websites and shit where you can like upload pictures and then it will show you like other people that like look like you. I don't know how it all worked. I didn't look that deep into it. Um, but, you know, like it's kind of like a model, modern like doppelganger kind of vibe. Um, but yeah, it was really weird. But it uses like face facial recognition software and stuff to kind of like do the matches. Um, if, if the whole thing with, you know, if you see your doppelganger, oh, so many times you, you die, mm -hmm. that's just people asking for trouble. I mean, yeah, you're, you're, (laughs) you're trying to meet your doppelganger. Yeah. That almost feels like that would be the worst. Like, right. Like in the anime where like the whole universe is imploded or whatever, or going to implode (laughs) because like two forces combine or some shit. (laughs) Like, I feel like you are asking for trouble. I don't know. I'm just saying. Don't seek out your doppelgangers. Don't do it. Yeah. All right. Before the horny, um, come on down to Theory Town with me. Uh, first, we're going to start with non-believer stuff. Uh, folks in this camp cite the neurological phenomenon of hutoscopy. Hutoscopy? Hutoscopy. Hut- anyway. <laughs> I, I, I even put like a little pronunciation guide for myself. Here. Yeah. Hutoscopy. Hutoscopy. Anyway, uh, which is basically when uh, hallucinations of seeing your own body at a distance. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is said to occur as a symptom of schizophrenia and epilepsy, but also there are studies that suggest certain brain injuries can induce similar experiences. Um, Also, the unreliability of eyewitness testimony and memory, you know, is one of the other main theories. This is fair considering the number of incidents of wrongful conviction based on eyewitness accounts. Yeah. Our memories are shit. Yeah. Don't trust yeah. them. No. You know, and like the way that we see faces, it works against us. Um, but yeah, I, I watched the whole video on the science of doppelgangers and it's like how our brains process faces. Essentially, we don't, our brains don't create a picture. They see more of a pattern when they see a face. Yeah. So like, you know, you and someone else could, you know, basically, if your face is, like, arranged in the same way, like, let's say your nose and then the same place as their nose and mouth and etc. even if, like, the details of the nose and the eyes and shit looks different, your brain is going to be like, they are, like, the same person. Like, yeah. they look yeah. the same because of the arrangement of things, if that makes sense. It's really interesting. It's like, and they go and they give all these examples, and it's like, Obviously, some people are better at faces than others. Like, the the examples I give, I'm like, yeah, obviously, it's a different person. But not everyone's as good at that. And, like, you know, it's a case-by-case basis. But I thought that was really interesting. Our brain's just, like, it creates the pattern. It's not like, you yeah. know, it's not like, oh, okay, seeing a picture. It fills just, in blanks. Yeah, it's really wild. And it's just, like, your brain's like, face, that's a face, you know? <laughs> I had a <laughs> I had a book when I was a kid. It was like brain teasers and uh, mm-hmm. optical illusions, and there was a picture of Elvis, and they had flipped his. Well, they flipped the photo, but then they turned the the uh, his mouth uh, right side up and his eyes right side up, and it still looked like Elvis. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you flipped it over, it looked all goofy because the eyes and the the mouth were upside down. But it's kind of weird how your brain just oh I know that. They actually gave that example during this video. They had a picture of Einstein and like his his mouth was turned upside down and his eyes were like weird, but like 
it just looked like Einstein. It you know because again, <laughs> your the things are in the right places. They just may look off, but your brain doesn't quite see that at yeah. first. It's really wild. But yeah, so supposedly that's why like doppelgangers and seeing doppelgangers is really um, common, or at least you know in the non-believer camp. Um, but you know, as far as believer stuff, as we said, ghosts, spiritual like omen bringers, shapeshifters, changelings. Astral projections, parallel cells, maybe parallel timelines. Who knows? But yeah, that's in a nutshell. Tulpas. The dop- what? <laughs> Tulpas. That's a good one too. Yeah. Um, what was it? Was it a thought? A a thought? Oh, fuck. <laughs> what? What's what's a what's a tulpa? It's like a thought form, energy ghost, thought wave. Yeah, that like what feeds off fear, doesn't it? Not I necessarily, know. I don't Not think. It just feeds off of you you believing that you, you're seeing it. Like it feeds off of your, your conviction. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, that's that's the doppelganger, essentially. Uh, it was really, I had a lot of fun doing this research. I didn't think I would care that much, but it was good. It was yeah. Good. yeah, it's really it's, interesting. It was really interesting. Yeah, there's, there's tons of encounters, which I really love, because like, I feel like sometimes with our monsters, we don't get that as much. Yeah, or like, no one has ever seen it. It's like, well, how'd you come up with it? I know, <laughs> but this one, I actually had to cut it down, just because like, there was just so much, and I was just like, oh, this is too much. But like, there's lots of like, more details about different things, like Catherine the Great, and all that, like, you know, basically her doppelganger was like, sitting on her throne and shit, and the guards were about to murder her it was bananas that's wild yeah but yeah um everyone's favorite part (laughs) does the doppelganger fuck i mean you know the doppelganger fucks there was not um i I did not have to search for very long to get a doppelganger story nice (laughs) love it (laughs) all right so here's our doppelganger story it is called with love from all of us and it is by Fate, that's spelled P-H-A-Y-T-E, on archiveofourown.org. Okay. And uh, let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, Boo will be reading the par- uh, a part of our doppelganger, so here we go. Tiziano skipped home, a black gift bag in hand. He had just left his favorite sex shop and had a small bag of goodies. He smiled, thinking about it all, imagining how he was going to be enjoying all these items with his love tonight. He planned to shower and completely doll himself up before Squallow got home. He knew he could never resist when he was all glittery and ready to mess up. He had gotten some love treats, as the girl called them, chocolates laced in aphrodisiacs, two boxes as he wanted both of them as he wanted them both as ready as they could be for tonight. Plus, kissing chocolate from Squallow's mouth was so divine. Being as it was Valentine's Day, it only called for some edible panties and a flavored lube. He figured the strawberry flavor would go well with chocolates. Add in some nipple clamps and a small vibrating heart to tease each other with, and it sounded like a perfect night. He really wanted to stop and grab some candles while he was out. Thinking of his bedroom dimly lit with squalo laid on the bed as the candles flickered only made him desire to get home faster. But being as he had no candles at home, he ran into a shop and grabbed some vanilla-scented ones. This was going to be a night of nothing but nakedness and debauchery, and he was so looking forward to it. Squallow had promised a nice home-cooked meal, but Tiziano knew exactly what would happen. They would see each other, and dinner would be forgotten. It was how it always was, even after all these years. 
It was hard to keep himself from touching and teasing Squall- Squallow. <laughs> it was hard to keep himself from touching and teasing Squallow as he stood behind the stove, topless and that apron tied around his hips. Tiziano would kiss and lick at his muscles until he gave in and gave him exactly what he wanted, most of the time over their kitchen encounters. He simply could not get home fast enough. Squallow would be out for a little while longer, and that gave him time to prepare. That gave him time to prepare. <laughs> That's a word. Prepare. How are they going to fuck without eating dinner? You need energy to fuck. Here's the thing, though. You can't just, like, eat a big dinner and then fuck. Well, because no. then you're just, like, sloshing around. <laughs> it's just, you end up feeling yucky. You just gotta, like... I'm too bloated. I'm too, yeah, no, yeah. You're like, oh. You sound like a washing machine. <laughs> yeah, you sound like a washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Squalla was able to get home sooner than expected. He was sure Tiziano would already be home, but when he got home, no one was there. Then he heard a rattling coming from the bedroom, and he grabbed the knife from his boot as he moved back to his room. Teets? Wait. Uh, Teets? Teets? My bad, that's you. (laughs) you? Oh, teets? (laughs) Did I lose my place? Teets? 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 He called out, wondering who the hell was in their house. Huh? Teets? The voice called back. Who the hell was in their house? I got a knife. He yelled. Me too. The voice called back. He was not in the mood for a fight this afternoon, especially on Valentine's Day, and not his own damn flat. I don't want to fight. Just get the fuck out and don't steal anything. He yelled. Then the door opened, and he was staring at himself. I'm not going anywhere. I live here. The other squallow said. So do I. He replied. Wait a sec. How calm and collected this person is to be like, so do I. Instead of being like, like having a heart attack yeah, in shock. Like, like the like the Spider Man like, meme. Yeah, where they're, like well, they're all pointing at, at, each at each other. Yeah, at least the point. Like, <laughs> so do I. <laughs> How the hell were there two of him? He stood there just staring at himself. Yeah, it looked exactly like him. But how was this possible? Where did he come from? Why was he here? How? They both yelled. Listen, I'm just coming home from work early. He said. Me too. The other Squallow said. Who are you? He asked. I'm Squallow. No, I'm Squallow. The other Squallow crossed his arms and leaned on the wall. He held in his hand the same knife he kept tucked in his own boot. They both had on the same outfit. And damn, it really did look exactly like him. But it couldn't be him. There was no way. Something is up. He said. Yeah, clearly you're an imposter. The other squallow said. I live here. He yelled. (laughs) I like how he's like, something is up. Like, no shit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. He sighed. This is getting us nowhere. Fine, I'll make tea, and we can figure this out before Tiziano comes home. The other Squallow said. You mean my Tiziano? He clarified. No, my Tiziano. Oh, this was going to be a big problem. Were there maybe two Tizianos? He was so confused. Tiziano opened the door and heard Squallow arguing. It almost sounded like he was arguing with himself. How is that even possible? 
Both voices sounded exactly the same, as did their accents and way of speaking. Moving down the hallway to the bedroom, he saw them. Dropping his bag to the floor, he stared at two squallows about to go to blows with each other. They were completely identical, and he just stood there frozen for a moment, blinking at the two men. See, this is the proper reaction you should have. Yeah, the, you're like, <laughs> the pointing. Yeah. <laughs> Squallow? He whispered, prompting the two to stop and look his way. They both had the same expression and walked towards him. Taking a step back, he held his hands up. How? He wanted to ask so many more questions, but it came down to one word. How? I came home and he was already here. Squallow said. No, I was home and he showed up. The other Squallow said. Tizianu had no idea what was going on. He felt his knees giving and falling forward. The edges of his vision darkened and as the two Squallows rushed to catch him. I told you to get out of here. Squallow hissed. But this is my home. The other Squallow whined. This is mine and Tiziano's home, Squallow said. They gently took Tiziano over to the bed to lay him down. Tiziano could hear them bickering as they lay on either side of him, both trying to take care of him while arguing with each other. Opening his eyes, he saw two concerned faces staring down at him. Are you okay? Squallow asked. Can I get you anything? The other Squallow asked. Okay, this wasn't a dream. It was actually happening. Tiziano shook them both off of him and sat up. Taking a deep breath, he shook his head as if that would make them become one. How is this possible? he asked. They both started talking at once, and he had to cover his ears. Stop! he yelled. Both squallows jumped and stood at the end of the bed. How could they be so exact? Moving to his knees on the bed, he brought his hand to the squallow on his right, dragging it down his face and turning his head from side to side. Then he moved to the squallow on the left, doing the same. Both had the exact same mole and even the same stubble on their face. Lifting his hand, he smacked the left squallow's cheek, hearing him yell out, and he stared at the squallow on the right. Did you feel that? He asked. The squallow on his right shook his head as the one on the left whimpered a bit. Well, I felt it, the, the smack squallow said, holding his cheek. Sorry. I wanted to see if there was a connection, he said, then ran his hand down and then ran his hand down the smack squallow's face. Either way this went, they seemed to both be squallow. Let me ask you each some questions, he said. He started simple, asking his birthday, their birthday, where they met, and who they work for. Each one had the correct answer. Now, he was going to make it more personal. Leaning to the right squall's ear, he whispered, This morning, in the shower, what did we do? I sucked you off as you washed your hair. Squallow smirked, staring over at the other squallow. And you jerked me off after. The other squallow said. So they both had the right answer. <laughs> But how was this so, as he was only the, with one Squallow this morning? Okay, listen, Squallow. Yes. yes. They answered together. Oh, this is going to be a problem. They started to argue, and Tiziana just shook his head. Stop, he yelled. Okay, you're Squallow 1, and you're Squallow 2, he finally said. But I want to be Squallow 1. The Squallow 2 said. That means there's 
doubt that I'm the real Squallow if I'm Squallow too. It means he knows I'm the real one, Squallow once said, leaning in to kiss him, only for Tiziana to turn his head. Stop arguing, he yelled. Scrambling off the bed and pacing around the bedroom, both Squallows sat on the end of the bed watching him. It was quite odd, and he had no idea what to do. They both had the same memories from this morning and their past, but how was this even possible? He pinched his arm. Nope, he was definitely not dreaming. The contents of his shopping bag the contents of his shopping bag had spilled over all over the floor, and as he bent over to scoop them up, Squallow, well, one of the Squallows, came over and grabbed the edible panties. And what might this be? Squallow asked. Snatching it from Squallow's hand, Tiziano shot Tiziano sighed and shoved it back in the bag. It was for tonight, he grumbled. A hand came to rest on his face, and Squallow was smiling at him. It still can be. How? he asked, standing up, looking over where the other Squallow was. I don't even know which which Squallow was my Squallow. The other Squallow got up, and he had a Squallow on each side of him. Tiziana was so confused right now, and he felt pulled in each direction. Hand on his chin, turning his head as he was kissing Squallow. I am your Squallow, Squallow said. Then another hand was in his hair, pulling him in the other direction and kissing him deeply, the way only Squallow could. No, I am your Squallow. They both kissed like his Squallow did. He could not tell which was which, and started to wonder if that even mattered anymore. He continued kissing Squallow as the other Squallow moved behind him, kissing his neck and running his hands down his body. Can I... can you both be my Squallow? he asked, turning his head, kissing the other Squallow's lips. One set of lips moved over as his, as the other moved down his necks. His necks? His neck. His multiple necks. His, his many necks, which is good because there's yeah. many Squallows. A neck for each of them. <laughs> A neck for, neck for everyone. <laughs> necks now, all around. <laughs> necks all around. So many necks to suss on. Sussing on them necks. <sighs> Move down his neck. Show us what's in the bag, Squallow asked. Gasping as he pulled from the other Squallow, he felt his head dizzy as he had two Squallows surrounding and embracing him. This was more than a dream come true. It was pure fantasy. Panties? Lube? Aphrodisiacs? He breathed. Hmm, we do like those, the other Squallow said. Shall we take them and you go put the panties on? Squallow suggested. Tiziana was through figuring out what and why all this happened. Maybe it was the world being generous to him for once, giving him his lover times too. And he sure as hell wasn't going to complain. Taking the box that had the panties, he blew a kiss to the squallows and slipped into the bathroom. Taking his clothing off, he tied the panties at his hip and tried to mold them over his ever-growing cock. Stepping back outside, Squallow greeted him and pushed a chocolate into his mouth. One of the aphrodisiac chocolates. Sucking on his fingers, he ate the chocolate, then took one from the box, holding it up to the other Squallow to eat. These are for us, he said. I have champagne in the kitchen, Squallow said. And fresh strawberries, the other Squallow said. Then I suggest you two go get them, he giggled, making his way to the bed, careful to keep his edible panties in place. He couldn't move much in fear of tearing them and wanted that bright red of the fruit panty glowing against his bronze skin. You are a sight to behold, Squallow said, holding three glasses and a bottle of champagne. 
definitely a sight, the other squall said. How did we get so lucky? I am lucky to have not one, but two of the most perfect lover ever, Tiziano said, taking a chocolate in each hand and placing them onto each of their mouths. Taking another for himself, he sucked on the chocolate and become and welcome the strawberry squallow was feeding him. A few sips of champagne topped it off. He could feel the two sets of eyes on him, looking up and down his body as he put himself on display, letting his hair gracefully flow over a shoulder as he posed himself. And which one of you will be the first to taste me? Tiziano asked, holding the bottle of strawberry lube. They both had a thing for strawberries, which worked well for him. The squallows quickly hopped off the bed, stripped their clothes, and Tiziano smiled as he had two enormous cocks standing proud for him. Licking his lips, he finished his glass of champagne and took a cock in each hand as he stroked them. Both of you are so hard, and for me, he cooed, stroking and teasing them by licking the heads of their cocks. The squallows moaned and heads rocked back as he did this. Tiziano loved to tease, and he loved feeling the heavy, thick weight of Squallow's cock in his hand. Anything for you, Squallow gasped. Always for you, the other Squallow breathed. He could have melted into the bed and not been happier. His Squallows were perfect. Another stroke and Tiziano let them go, leaning back on the bed, his edible panties molded to his cock and his eyes wanting. Squallow came in, moving over him, kissing him deeply. Then he was pushed aside, and the other squallow was kissing him. Tiziana could already see another battle about to brew, and grabbed each of their hair, pulling them down to his panties. You have to eat them off me, he teased, wriggling his hips a bit. Mouths worked at his crotch, licking and sucking, the edible material slowly dissolving as they did. Tiziano was being teased terribly by this. Seeing two squallows looking at him, sucking at him, it was pure blissful torture. Ha! <sighs> He cried when they had eaten and sucked off all the front, flipping him over and sucking at the material on his ass cheeks. He had started to moan as one of the squalls was looking right at his rim, the material now long gone, but his tongue was lapping at his muscle and pressing in. Gasping, Tiziano grabbed the bedding, feeling as one squallow moved over his body and the other took over. The bed dipped as squallow lay next to him, tilting his face and kissing him, while the other squallow licked and sucked at his rim. How is this, mi amore? <laughs> <laughs> You're getting the hang of it. Get in that saddle. Yeah. Do you, do you want to do that one again? <laughs> yeah, I, I think can. it was good. Okay, you don't have I to. Think, I would think it was good. Squallow asked. Ha! Amazing, he gasped. <laughs> we aren't done with you yet. Squallow chuckled. As the other Squallow came to his other side, turning his head, he shared a deep kiss with him, tasting the remaining strawberry edible panty in his mouth. How is this even possible? Was it that he had loved a man so much that now there was another? Sometimes Tiziano felt he couldn't possibly love him any more than he already did, and even with having two of Squallow in bed with him, he still loved this man with everything he had. He kissed the other Squallow deeply, moaning as Squallow was licking and probing his rim with his tongue. He could feel the spit sliding down and under his balls. Squallow was always messy, and damn if he didn't love that. 
There were hands all over him, and it was setting him on fire. Squallow's pale skin against his, turning him back and over, he sucked his cock down his throat while the other Squallow was sucking dark purple marks along his collarbone. He gasped out, grabbing the base of his cock, thrusting it into Squallow's mouth. He cried out as a mouth captured his nipple, sucking and biting as the other Squallow continued to suck at his cock. You deserve to be worshipped, the other Squallow said, rolling his other nipple between his finger and pinching it hard enough to make him hiss out. The other Squallow had grabbed the bottle of strawberry lube, just barely drizzling it over his chest and licking at his nipple. That's the lube, he cried out, still thrusting from where Squallow was sucking hard at him. Oh, a body topping, the other Squallow said, licking at the lube before and sucking his nipples again. The Squallows gave each other a mischievous look before the other Squallow passed the lube over to him. I bet his cock tastes divine coated in this. His cock tastes amazing either way, Squallow said, taking a lube and stroking it over Tiziano's cock. He had cried out from his nipple being sucked and Squallow sucking his cock down his throat once more. He had never experienced pleasure like this before. Squallow knew exactly what and how to do everything to make him lose his mind, and both these Squallows were playing that up as hard as they could. Tiziano felt the aphrodisiacs from the chocolate taking effect, his body more responsive, and his cock throbbing with pleasure. Squallow continued to suck at his cock, taking moments to lick up his shaft and suck on his balls. The other Squallow was abusing his nipple between his teeth, moaning and pinching at his other nipple the entire time. Every time he did it, a shock ran through his body, making his cock leak more. It was all too much, but still not enough. Crying out, the other Squallow gave a harder bite to his nipple before licking it gently and kissing his mouth. Tiziano was beyond the point of being gone, his hips thrust harder, making his cock go further down Squallow's throat, as the other Squallow dominated his mouth so greedily. Two sets of hands worked over his body, touching all the places that make him come alive. That spot behind his knees, the crease at his hip, that dip in his underarms, all of them, and the Squallows knew every sensitive spot on his body. Damn. Oh, it's getting steamy. I know. I love you so much. The other squallow whispered in his ear, taking advantage of the weakness he had of being kissed behind his earlobe. Gasping, his body started to shake as he felt his orgasm approaching. The other squallow kissed him gently, then let him go as he went to help squallow suck on his cock. Looking between his legs, seeing two identical sets of eyes shine love at him while licking and sucking on his cock. And fuck, that was all he needed. Groaning, he felt his balls tighten up and his cock started to pulse. White streaks of cum laced over the squallows' faces and tongues, the way they stared up at him as he were some kind of god made to be worshipped. They keep sucking his cock, then licking the cum off their lips as his orgasm racked his body. It was when Squallow grabbed the other Squallow's head, licking the cum off his cheek, that Tiziano swore if he had anything left in him, he would have come all over again. The Squallows were licking his cum off each other's faces, then swapping it on their tongues. Watching Squallow kiss the other Squallow, sharing his cum as they hummed, fuck, Tiziano pinched his arm one more time for good measure. This couldn't be true. But it was. He was in his fantasy that he had never believed would come true. He watched the squallows kiss a bit more, just enjoying seeing the way they devoured each other's mouths before he started whining. Not out of jealousy, no. He was spent, but still so turned on. 
The squalls separated from their kiss, smiling over at him as their hands started to move over his body again. Fingers were breaching him, stretching him more than ever than their tongues could do, as they took moments between kissing each other and sucking dark marks on his inner thighs. It was cruel that their mouths were so far away as he longed to kiss his lover. Watching them share kisses, then insert more fingers, he was losing his mind. Squalo! he cried out, feeling that ball of nerves being teased inside of him. His cock only managed to get half hard as he continued to mark as they continued to mark him and kiss him all over his body. This lube really tastes amazing on your body. The, su- the other squallow said, then lifted up, covering Tiziano's body with his own, and he finally got that kiss he wanted. He felt so needy at this moment, needy his lover, needing his lover more than anything. Taking the other squallow's tongue deep into his mouth, feeling squallow move up the bed and next to him, kissing his neck, fingers still working deep inside of him, driving him wild. Gasping as he separated from the other squallow's mouth, he turned his head as the other squallow moved off of him, and squallow kissed him. We are going to fuck you. The other squallow murmured into his ear. Damn. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was wondering when this bit was going to come. <laughs> just like, okay, okay. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of floor, foreplay. It's nice. Yeah, no. We appreciate it. Yeah. We love not, that for not him. Not mad. <laughs> just wondering. A feral whine left him as he thought about it. His squall had always driven him to the point of insanity with their lovemaking. This would surely break him. Can you be a good boy for us? Squallow asked, running his hand down his face, smiling sweetly at him. All he could manage was a nod. He was moved. He felt like a puppet, and they were controlling the strings. Straddling over Squallow's lap, leaning down to kiss him as the other Squallow kissed his shoulders and rubbed at his sides. Hands moved all over his body, and Squallow's cock lined up to and Squallow's cock lined up to his hole, pressing in. He gasped out, arching his back, feeling that thick intrusion he so welcomed into his body. He slowly sunk down on Squallow's cock, moaning as he had been as he was being filled so completely. Think you can handle more? The other Squallow breathed into his ear, kissing the back of his neck. Tiziano had no idea. His mind was too far gone. Squallow was holding his hips, rocking them on his cock, and it felt so amazing. Fingers moved alongside the cock, deep inside him, making it tighter as he moaned, falling forward against Squallow. He let the other Squallow add more lube as he fingered him open even more. I think he can take another, Squallow said, moving his hands off of his, hi- moving his hands off his hips, running them up and down his sides. He gasped for air, thankful for the strongest chest he was laying against to support him. The other squallow behind him removed his fingers and stroked his cock, pressing where squallow's cock already was. He cried out at the sting that came as the other squallow slowly pressed the head of his cock in. Gasping for air, he was grateful for how slow the other squallow pushed in. Ah. The squallow. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the part where we all have fun. <laughs> yeah, is that is that how it would go? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, the way it's written, it looks more like. Uh, oh wait, it says moaning in unison. Can we do a? Yeah, it has to be doubled up. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta do it again. <laughs> oh, I have you to do it again. You gotta give it with feeling. Ah. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. And we'll double that one up. Okay. <laughs> the squallows moaned as the second cock slowly pressed in, pushing against Squallow's cock, making his inner walls clench at them both. 
He had never felt so full in his life. Two thick cocks buried deep inside of him, and once the other squallow bottomed out, they all stopped for a moment, three hearts racing as they gasped for air. Move! Please! Tiziano begged. It was too much just having the cocks inside of him. He needed the movement. The other squallow started to slowly pull out, making squallow moan as the friction his cock was getting. At the friction his, co his cock was getting. And Tiziano gasped at the tightness of it all. When the other squallow pushed back in, squallow slowly slid out just a bit. They all moaned loudly, and after a few attempts, they had a rhythm going. They had to go slow, but it felt so amazing. Tiziano's cock was now fully hard as it slid over Squallow's abdomen. Hands gripped his hips, and the other Squallow thrust a bit harder, making all of them moan loudly. Squallow held still as the other Squallow thrust harder and harder, each thrust making them slam against his prostate. The other so overwhelmed. He was so overwhelmed, it was hard to hold it all in. Tears streamed down his face as Squallow kissed them away. The other squallow was biting at his shoulder, thrusting into him. Hearing the way his squallows moaned as they fucked him, he was their little puppet at this moment, and he was absolutely okay with this. I love you so much. Squallow whispered against his lips, <laughs> wiping more tears off his cheeks. I love you. <sighs> OMG, squallow! He cried out. It really does say OMG here. <laughs> <laughs> OMG. OMG. OMG, squallow. Um. <laughs> oh, God. Whoa. Oh, boy. His cock was releasing, and he had not even touched himself this time. It was just too much. The aphrodisiacs, the two squallows, and his emotions on overdrive, he couldn't handle it anymore. His body shook, and the squallows moaned as he clenched so tightly around their cocks. The other squallow was crying out and releasing deep inside of him, thrusting through his orgasm, which only made Squallow cry out as his orgasm followed right along. He felt the release deep inside of him, their bodies slick with sweat, as the other Squallow kissed his neck, chanting his love over and over for him. He couldn't catch his breath as he felt the other Squallow slowly slip out of him, falling to the bed, and he went to roll off, and he went to roll off Squallow. A gush of cum released from his hole as he separated from his lovers. Let me clean you up. Squallow said, getting a towel and cleaning where he was still stretched wide open and covered in cum. Both squallows helped to make sure he was cleaned as best they could before he whined, wanting their arms around him. He was completely worn out. He would worry about a shower at another time. Right now, he wanted strong arms around him. He had a squallow on each side of him. I love you so much. I love you too, he mumbled, leaning over to kiss his lips. What about me? Squallow chuckled. Turning his head, he kissed Squall's lips. Love you, mi amore, he said. He felt so safe and secure in Squall... Was that me or was that you? No, it was you. Okay, good. <laughs> he felt so safe and secure in Squall's arms. His body was spent and his limbs felt like jello. Closing his eyes, he let the Squalls wrap around his body, keeping him warm. It was late morning when he started to stir. He was sore all over. Hissing as he sat up, his bottom raw and his back aching... Groaning, he looked over beside him, seeing Squallow sleeping with a smile on his face. There was just one Squallow in bed with him, though he saw the indent in the bedding from a third person. Hissing as he stood up, rubbing his lower back, he went into the kitchen to get some water, and there was no sign of a second Squallow. Checking the flat, he saw no signs of anyone but him and Squallow. 
It made him wonder what and how it had all, it had all happened. Moving back to the bed, he curled next to Squallow, gently kissing his lips. Squallow opened his eyes. Hello, beautiful, he said. There's just one of you, he said. A chuckle and Squallow hugged him tighter. Good. I don't like sharing you, even if it is with myself. The <laughs> end. Oh, damn. That was, uh, was a, lot, a lot of wiener. That's, that's, yeah, that's, here. A good wienerin. <laughs> yeah, like... As they say. As they say. <laughs> you know, those pornos are like, yeah. hmm, you want a good wienerin? Yeah, yeah. get down wiener. for a good wienerin. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was, uh... <laughs> Yeah, that was, a, that was a lot. That was a lot. It was a DP in yeah. one hole. It was intense. Yeah, I thought they would do like an Eiffel Tower kind of vibe. Yeah, I did too. A train trellis. Yeah. If you will. If you will. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, they just they just went right for it. They, yeah, they were just like, stretch. Yeah, no, <laughs> no spit roast before. just a, No. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, you know, when you see that in porn, it just seems like it's not like logistically like sound you know it looks like it'd be hard to move with like two wieners and one butt like just like just like wriggle around a little bit i guess i don't know yeah like i feel like you can't really move a great deal yeah in that position but i mean they kind of said that like they had to go slow yeah yeah it was just a slow sensual yeah it was a slow jam this is probably good since we have so many, you know, you have so much occupying your space, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who wants a good, slow wienering? Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice, sensual a wienering. sensual wienering. Yeah. How was that? Did you, how did you feel about that? Um, Boo. I, I feel like I missed, I missed some, uh, s- some signals uh, for, for my go, but yeah, other than that. Fun. I uh, I got I definitely got confused. I think I need to start like color coding these uh, <laughs> things because like I kept like reading your lines. I'm like fuck no, that's not me. Yeah, I mean yeah, well, especially because this one. Well, I guess some of our other ones have multiple characters too. But like the ones that have like more than like two characters, it starts to get kind of bananas. Yeah, one good thing yeah. is that you didn't have to do two different voices. Yeah, since it was a doppelganger. Doppelganger. It's two squallows. Yeah. Squallow, squallow means shark in Italian. Mm. What does Tiziano mean? I don't know. I think Tiziano is a really cute name, though. It's very sweet, but I wonder if the person named that person Tiziano on purpose just so they could say teats a lot. Teats. Um, yeah, I will say this: uh, these characters are from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh. Um, I'm. I. It's. It's one oh. of the long, like the further on seasons. Okay. So I don't know. But yeah, I think I never watched it. I think I haven't either. Uh, I think I think so Squallow. I, I sw- slaughtered the voices for the. the Pro- yeah, no, because they're Italian. They're hardcore yeah. Italian, oh, so shit. it was probably yeah. You didn't you didn't do the. Yeah, it's okay. It's uh, probably best. Gabagool. That's more New Jersey yeah. Italian. <laughs> hey, you know, Italian. I haven't watched it, so Yo. maybe it is a New Jersey hey. Italian. Hey. Who knows? Who knows? All I know is there's that one character that likes to scream, oh my god. That's all I know about it. <laughs> oh I mean, god. that's that's the it. Yeah. So yeah. Did you did you have fun? 
I did. Good. I did have fun. Yeah, yeah. we'll have to we'll have to have you back. Yeah, yeah like for maybe more voices. Yeah, for more yeah, <laughs> no, you do great voices. You do wonderful voices. So like I feel like if we needed some like really like some some voice I don't know, what voices do I do? You do well I mean, I mean you know you do a nice Irish. I can do an Irish accent. You 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 got um a little bit of Australian? Oh, it's hard to do. I don't know. I struggle. Remember to get a little... De- definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Australian. Definitely. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, well, thank you for joining us. Well, and, thank you for yeah, having Sitting me. in and helping out. Uh, but yeah. Um, should we do the end bits? Yeah, let's do, a, let's do our Patreon mm-hmm. shout outs. Mm-hmm. All right. So, hey, special thanks as always for listening. Uh, Patreon. We have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash LaughsPod. Be like Hardcore Kindness and Nobilis Reed. I almost said the name of this podcast. Oops. Be like those folks. They're cool. They're awesome. They support us. They give us money, which is nice. Obviously, you listening is just enough. But if you got a little extra chingly change (laughs) in your change purse, (laughs) that would also be helpful because, like, we... We have bills and shit to pay. Yeah. Um, cost money to do things. Um, yeah. We are on other social media stuff. Twitter, Instagram, Reddit. We got YouTube. We got maybe something else. That yeah. I'm YouTube, of. we got love. We're love at first sighting. Reddit, we're love at first sighting. Mm-hmm. Twitter, we are LapsPod. L-A-F-S-P-O-D. You have to spell it in exactly like that, I'm pretty sure. Because we're shadow bangs. Because we're shadow bangs. We talk about sexy, sexy stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, we are love for sighting on Instagram. Yes. Probably still shadow banned on that. I don't know. I'm sure. Yeah. I don't know how to check that. Coco usually lets us know. Um, yeah, we also have a website. If you haven't you know, listened to us ever, it's laughspod.com. That's L-A-F-S-P-O-D.com. Uh, That's where our Crypto Cupid is. This is right. I was about to ask, is there more things? Yes. Uh, Crypto Cupid submission form. Whether you are a budding author or you find something on the internet that tickles your fancy, send it our way. We need it. Please. We please, need it. Please. Please interact with us. Yeah. Just we, in general. Like, if you... Oh, shoot. I just remembered. Fuck, mm-hmm. fuck, fuck. Where's my phone? We have a correction from a previous episode. We got one on Twitter. Oh. 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 I say we. It's me. I have a correction. I, I have been corre- <laughs> I I personally have been corrected, but let me let me find it. Oh, okay. Is this... What, what is the correction? Oh, my God. Damn, now... What did you get wrong? Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, so, I think I'm sure a, I've gotten so many things wrong. I think there's a lot of things we do wrong. <laughs> All right, let me let me pull up our Twitter, and let me pull up our a live tweet read. We or whatever. we got okay. So this ter- this correction is um, from Nobilis Reed, okay. who is a real author, so he would know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Over me, who's not a real author. Um. So I said that a creature is a cannibal, or giant of Kandahar okay. episode. I said that he was a cannibal, okay, um, because he ate people, and he's he's a half people, right? Yeah. But Nobilla says that I, that is not cannibalism. It would be called um, anthropophagy. What's that mean? Uh. <laughs> 
So a creature, he he said, a creature is cannibalistic if it eats its own kind. Okay. It is anthropophagous if it eats people, so human beings. And I said, well, what if it's a half person, half something else? Mm -hmm. And he said that it would have to eat half persons, half something else to be cannibalistic. Technically, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think I think Coco like maybe. Did he pose that question? It's been a minute since we recorded that. I can't remember if he like posed that question. And we, I think it was like a pointed debate in the episode. Where we we're like, I don't know. Well, I thought I knew, but I was wrong. So thank you for uh, for correcting us. We appreciate it. We're always here for a correction. You no, know, Bill Street is a friend of the show. So, you know, he did it in a sweet way. So yeah. I appreciate that too. Instead of being like, you know, somebody on Reddit. Well, actually. Well, actually, <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. Well, I yeah. know. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, look, I learned some vocabulary today. Yeah, Hopefully an- you did too. Anthropophagy is when we eat people. Of course, if I ate people, I would be a cannibal. Yes. Because you're people. You would think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what if you're somebody's doppelganger? Oh, well, shit. I guess it would be anthropophagy. Mm. Oh, yeah, because, like, most often, well, can ghosts eat people? Usually they're kind of sp- like a spirit-y mm. thing. Yeah, but some, some sometimes they're a, a full-body apparition. Mm. Sometimes they're a... They, they would they be a hungry ghost, then? A hunger ghost! <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Is that all the things? Yes, and I th- we think Coco will be back for the next one. Damn well better. He damn well better, Coco. <laughs> Coco, we yeah. need you. Coco, we need you. We miss you. I th- yeah, yeah. I think that's all the things. Interact with us on whatever and send us stuff or just like say nice things. Like give us reviews and things because that's, that's real helpful. Yeah, that and, is. And uh, yeah, we appreciate your patience. Like, you know, Coco hasn't been here. So things maybe haven't been like they usually are, especially with the editing. But, you know, I'm trying my best. <laughs> he knew. But yeah, uh, if there isn't anything else. Yeah. Watch Shadow Sweeties. Stay horny, babes. Good to see everybody. <laughs> <laughs>